Next on BYU Sports Nation, good grief, Gonzaga, the Bulldogs' ultimate flex on BYU and Provo. But is all lost for the Cougars? What now at the halfway point of West Coast Conference play? Plus our and one accountability and more picks. It's Super Bowl weekend. BYU great Kyle Van Noy will play in his third straight world championship with the Patriots. He joins the show to preview it. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Friday, fresh start, February 1st. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with my favorite weekend DJ, Jerem Jordan. Uh, we've added a bobblehead to the set. We, we uh, appreciate BYU Athletic Marketing for uh, hooking us up. They handed this out last night uh, to a select number of people. The Cosmo bobblehead. It's the basketball edition. So here he is. Here he is. Yeah. So now we have a baseball version. And that was the best part of the night. And a basketball version. <laughs> waiting on the football yeah. version and other versions. Volleyball, soccer. This is cool. I like this. Just make sure when you're spinning your records, yeah. you have the bobbleheads going, too. I spin so many records. Let's spin it, man. Break records, uh, ankles, all kinds of things. Hey, we're spinning a sweet show today. Kyle Van Noy, pre-Super Bowl. Good. Yeah. He called Tom Brady an idiot when he first met what many consider the GOAT quarterback. Oh, kind of. The context behind that story, really fun interview on the way in about 15 minutes. Also, big deal, no deal. The BYU men's basketball team, 5-3 and three at the midway point of West Coast Conference play. Halfway and, there. And lost by 30 to Gonzaga. We'll discuss that as well. And we now present today's like BYU Sports Nation headlines. As Jerem just mentioned, BYU drops a home game to fourth-ranked Gonzaga, 93-63. Ah! The Zags have won 28 consecutive West Coast Conference road games. Mm-hmm. That is bonkers. They're good at best. They've won five in a row in the Marriott Center as well. BYU hosts LMU tomorrow, looking to get back on track after the Lions picked up a big win last night. Watch it on BYU TV, BYU Radio at the pregame starting at 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain Time. 25th ranked women's basketball lost 61-58 at LMU last night, snapping an 11-game win streak. BYU went on a 17-0 run late in the fourth quarter to take the lead, had the ball up two before a turnover and a three-point play by the line. It hurts. Baisley Johnson led the team with 16 points and a team-best six assist. BYU takes on Pepperdine in Malibu, 5 Eastern tomorrow. Kyle Van Noy and the New England Patriots take on the Los Angeles Rams of St. Louis in Super Bowl 53 on Sunday. We'll talk to number 53 before Super Bowl 53. Again, this is his third straight Super Bowl game. Broadcast starts at 6.30 Eastern, 4.30 Mountain on CBS. And the third-ranked men's volleyball team back in action after 13 days off. They play a pair at UC Santa Barbara starting tonight, 10 Eastern. Also, men's volleyball sophomore opposite Gabi Garcia-Fernandez is a finalist for the the off-the-block National Player of the Month. He's third in the country and kills per set of 4.7. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. And so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. 30-point home loss. Fourth-ranked Gonzaga comes into Provo 
and throws out an ultimate flex on BYU and head coach Dave Rose. In fact, it is the worst home loss that any BYU team has experienced under Dave Rose. 30 points. I think most of us left that game, whether you were there or you were watching at home on TV, thinking, wow, Gonzaga is really good. Jaron, what's your reaction to BYU's home loss last night to the Zags? Oh, no! That's Greg's response. Uh, that's all of our responses, I think. I'm surprised it got up to 30. Losing by 30 is very different than losing by 10, 15, or 20. I said yesterday that I didn't think the matchup was good and that, in fact, BYU didn't match up with Gonzaga well, especially in the front court, and that BYU didn't have the horses. Unfortunately, that played out. The big matchup that I talked about was the front court, okay? Brandon Clark and Rui Hachimura combined for 43 points and 18 rebounds. That was where I didn't think BYU matched up well. I thought Yoli Childs could compensate for one of those two, but that you didn't have the offensive firepower to match those guys. Gavin, Gavin Baxter did what he could. He slowed down the bigs a little bit with his length, but not, when, not enough. When there are two Ch- of them. Childs and Baxter combined for 16 and 11, so it just didn't compare. And look. Gonzaga's a top-five team. They're awesome, right? Uh, shot 59%. BYU did not shoot the ball well. In the first half, BYU had a lot of quality looks at the rim and open threes that did not go down. And when they don't go down, you don't stand a chance. You have to shoot the ball well. You have to play solid defense. And when an athlete is just sometimes better uh, one-on-one, he's going to get by you. He's going to get to the rim. And unfortunately, that played out. I... I, did, I didn't expect BYU to win. I thought this would be a sizable Gonzaga win, but 30 points? I never expect BYU to lose by 30 at home. My goodness. Yeah, I expected anywhere from a 14 to like a 17-point loss sure. by BYU. I think the line from Vegas was 14. Ken Pomeroy had it at 15. I did not anticipate that BYU would shoot the ball that poorly on their home floor. And it wasn't for a lack of good looks, especially in the first half. Yeah, second half, I didn't think BYU got a lot of good looks. BYU had plenty of good looks in the first half and shot 9 for 33 as a team in the first 20 minutes. You're not going to beat hardly any team, let alone Gonzaga, if you shoot 9 for 33 in a half. You just can't do that. So while Gonzaga is amazing, the 30-point blowout loss... I also pin on BYU because they just couldn't make shots last night. Like when you go down 16 really early in the game, good luck getting back against that team. Well, BYU did that when they beat number one Gonzaga, so it wasn't totally out of the question, but it's just really hard to dig out of that hole. Okay, to whom do you give more credence with the result? Gonzaga's greatness or BYU's inadequacies? See, this is tough because the wheel of blame goes to more than just one thing, right? Um, but okay, I, between those two, where do you go? Gosh, in the, can I break it into halves? In the first half, BYU's inadequacies. In the second half, Gonzaga's greatness. BYU makes a run in the second half. They cut it to 14, and there's this moment where Mark Few is getting after Killian Tilly because Tilly gets beat backdoor by Zach Selyus on a layup, and BYU has maybe like this flicker of hope. I think it was 54-40, and Mark Few calls a timeout, and he is going after Killian Tilly essentially challenging his manhood and his ability to play defense. Well, what happens? Tilly comes right back, goes to the corner, and knocks down a dagger three-pointer. Attention and greatness in the details. And they don't let anything slide. By they, I mean the Gonzaga coaching staff. So they addressed it, and then it was 
gangbusters from that point on. I mean, they totally shut down BYU and that little flicker of hope. They did not let it get out of control. They were composed. They're experienced. They're so deep. They have so many weapons. And so the second half, more about Gonzaga's greatness. The first half, BYU just couldn't make shots. Those the Cougars' inadequacy. If a few of those shots go down, I mean, hey, even two of those three-pointers, I think the Cougars were two for 11 from the three-point line in the first half. So instead of being down 20, maybe it's 10 points. Uh, yes. Yeah, a totally different feel. So, yeah, first half, second half, a little bit of a different story. To quote my favorite uh, comedy, Anchorman, they're just better than us, and their hair smells like cinnamon. It was really frustrating, okay? Double-digit loss, not just that, 30-point loss. Gonzaga's greatness, absolutely. They are really good. Ken Palm, number three, number one offense in the country, top ten in defensive categories like block percentage and steal percentage. No one makes a higher percentage of twos in the country than Gonzaga. They're just awesome, dude. They beat Duke. Okay? I know. They're good. I know. They're really, really stinking good. Okay? This team is not going to lose another game in the West Coast Conference. They're not going to lose in the tournament in Vegas. And they're not going to lose in the first weekend. They're getting at least to the Sweet 16 unimpeded. And then perhaps they go beyond that. I'm not sure this is the best Gonzaga team ever. I think it's perhaps number two. I think the team that got to the final with Karnowski and Nigel Williams-Goss and Kyle Wilcher, I think that's the best team ever. And until this team kind of gets to the Final Four, it'd be hard to argue against that. But they held Yoli Childs in check, man. 12 points, second lowest performance of the season. You didn't get a lot from a lot of other people. TJ Haas uh, had 16 in the game. Had to take 14 shots to get to it, right? Oh, of 2 from 3. They only got two three-point shots up. If TJ Haas doesn't make a 3, you're in trouble. But here's what BYU head coach Dave Rose said on the BYU performance. If, if we'd have played, um, you know, what I consider to be one of our better games, um, that you know this thing would have been close and, and gone down to the wire. And, and tonight we just didn't get uh, the execution uh, that we needed to get. Yeah, if BYU had played better, it certainly would have been a closer game. Which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Last night's 30-point home loss was just the second 30-plus point loss in the Dave Rose era, 14 seasons now. First ever at home for Dave Rose. So that That's is great the, news, Jerem. That, that is the worst loss for a Dave Rose team in the Merritt Center, where BYU wins 89% of its game. So that was, I mean, that was crazy. And, and to me, that's a lot. It has a lot to do with about how good uh, Gonzaga is. This certainly isn't uh, the BYU team we've been hoping it would be. You could argue this is uh, perhaps the worst BYU team in, in the Dave Rose era. We'll see when the dust settles. It's still a good team. I think they're going to get close to 20, if not 20-plus, when all is said and done. But to not be competitive is really disappointing. Yeah, when Jim Meehan, nice guy, writer for uh, the Spokane local newspaper Review. in Spokane, yep, asks me, Hey, what's the worst home loss in BYU history? And when he like, asks me that you're, question, you're like, you're like, I don't know. Things are not going well. I don't know. You figured it out. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> and I helped him figure it out. Oh. You got to go all the way back to 1997. You're like, oh, my internet isn't working. Crazy. You have to go all the way back to 1997, the season that BYU went 1-25. and I went to a couple games that year because I knew I could get on the Jumbotron. And BYU lost to a really good New Mexico team that was nationally ranked. By 42 yeah. in the Marriott Center. So is that the worst one ever? As far as I know, yeah. That, if if there's a worse one, that's two, bad. 42-point home loss. You've got to go all bad. the way back. It just doesn't happen. Few and far between for sure. Really? 
Yeah, really, yeah, David, David Nixon. Nixon. Yeah. Yeah. G- again, Jim, nice guy. He asked me that question. I was like, this night stinks. <laughs> next time, next time BYU beats Gonzaga, I'd be like, hey, how many, like, ask him a question. Yeah. Hey, when's the last he, time? I know he's just being. I know. Yeah, I know. I, I know, I know. When's I'm the last specific. time, say, BYU pulls off the miracle of miracles and they win in, in Spokane? Hey, when's the last time uh, Gonzaga lost to a team four out of the last five in Spokane? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be, it'd be four out of six. But yeah. 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 Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's Super Bowl weekend. Yeah. Kyle Van Noy is going to join the program in about five minutes. And it's hard not to look back on his greatness at BYU as well as his increasing profile in the NFL now that he's in his third consecutive Super Bowl game, Jerem. That brings up the question, was Kyle Van Noy a better player in college or is he a better player in the NFL? This is a good question. And I'm not sure I have a distinct, strong, hot take answer on this. And it's relative to college and NFL. Like, you're going to get better as you get into the pro ranks, of course. Not but necessarily. Was he more impactful? Was he more valuable as a college player than he is in the NFL? Was yeah, okay. And he, he Listen to his stats. So, as a BYU Cougar in four seasons, 287 tackles, 56 tackles for loss, 23 sacks, five picks, two touchdowns. Two-time All-American, Okay. With the Patriots, uh, or sorry, in the NFL, three seasons with the Patriots, uh, a couple with the Lions, two and a half with the Lions, I believe. Uh, 233 tackles, 17 tackles for loss, 11 sacks, two interceptions, two touchdowns, both of which have come this year, by the way. Mm -hmm. A punt, block, return for a touchdown, and a pick six. He's been to three three Super Bowls. If I have to pick one, I think at BYU. He was more impactful at BYU. I think in the NFL, there are way more weapons around him. I I think he was a game changer, and he, he showed that. Uh, at, at its zenith in the 2012-point study about where he single-handedly won the game. Yes, Kyle Van Noy single-handedly won a few games. He also beat Ole Miss, Ole Miss yeah. 20, to open up Independence in 2011. 2011, right? So twice he won those games. I don't know that he's won very many games, if any, with the Patriots. There are a lot of – he has, like, a quarterback named Tom Brady there. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's a little different. <laughs> A little different. He's certainly impactful, um, and it's fun to see him thrive. We saw him in Detroit. He was just buried, man. He's been able to thrive with the Patriots. It's fun to watch. It's fun that it's even a conversation because that means that he is doing well yes. in the NFL really because well. he was so good at BYU. Grossly underpaid, by the way. He's only make two mil. That's it. Oh, Kyle Van Noy's big paydays. It's coming. I think so. It's coming. I don't know it's like when he's a free agent, but he's going to make some dough, man. BYU's big payday, figuratively speaking, hopefully is coming in how many days? A countdown to the youths. BYU and Utah, 209 days away. College football, just around the corner. Okay. <laughs> Someone said that, and we were like, what? Just, something is not just around the corner. Just around the corner. it's seven months away. Just around the corner is like maybe within two weeks. I, I don't yeah. know. At least in the couple, same month. A couple weeks. At least in the same month. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All good. Our question of the day. Perhaps you watched the BYU-Gonzaga game last night. If you did, stay strong, my friends. What's your reaction to BYU basketball's home loss to the Zags last night by 30? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Josh Pratt answers on Facebook. Surprised, not at the outcome, but by the way BYU lost by 30. Very little fight from the team and no flow or rhythm on either side of the ball. In the second half, the lack of flow, I credit to Gonzaga's defense. And, and there was their, an avalanche of yes, negative momentum that was yes, hard to overcome. Yes, it's so hard to overcome that. By the way, the bucket that Colby Lee scores 
with under 30 seconds to play. Don't overlook that because that saved Dave Rose from his worst loss in his career. BYU lost by 31 to St. Mary's in the West Coast Conference Tournament. So Colby Lee is the Colby, BYU Sports Nation MVP Colby Lee of the makes game. that bucket and prevents Dave Rose from having his worst loss as a coach at BYU. 30-plus 30 is 30-plus. But it was the worst home loss. Like whatever, However you shake it, it's ugly. Yeah. Coming up, our <laughs> wow. N1 results from last night and the picks for LMU tomorrow. Plus, Kyle Van Noy previews Super Bowl 53, and he wears number 53. But he's not about putting that energy out there. What? Details next. KVN does it again. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The halfway point of West Coast Conference play for the Cougars, BYU host James Bateman and LMU tomorrow on BYU TV and BYU Radio with the pregame starting on the radio at 8 Eastern. Live in Studio B on a Friday, this is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. This is how we do it. Listen to BYUSN On Demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast. You can watch the show whenever you want, BYUSN.com. Our question of the day, what's your reaction to BYU's 30-point home loss to Gonzaga last night at Sid Bauer Bank in on Instagram. Expected the loss, but no less disappointed. Losing to any team by 30 is embarrassing, especially at home. I hoped for better, but on to LMU. Yeah, I'll never be uh, not surprised by a 30-point loss against BYU. This isn't, a, this isn't a team that gets blown out a lot and often and loses a lot, especially in the Marriott Center. So that's why it's like, whoa, what happened? Well, and even to Gonzaga, and even to sure. that great Gonzaga team from a few years back with Nigel Williams-Goss. That was still I, I a much it up. closer game. Is that the worst loss to Gonzaga? Ever? Yes. Okay, that, that makes sense. 14 points. I mean, any location. Oh, sorry, in Provo. I, w- I would think so. Specifically in Provo. Now, the average margin of victory for either side in Provo over the course of this series was eight points. Yeah, they, it was 13 or fewer in all those home losses. So I'll look that up and uh, give it to us later. Anyway, hashtag BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We have a super interview, people. BYU linebacker great playing in his third consecutive Super Bowl with the New England Patriots. He's looking for a second Super Bowl ring. Former BYU great linebacker Kyle Van Noy joined us on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline yesterday. Here you go. Kyle, what is this week like leading up to the Super Bowl for you emotionally? Well, it's hard to put that into one word. <laughs> um just enjoying every moment, enjoying the process, enjoying playing in the Super Bowl would be, you know, the real key. Just enjoying family that's coming and representing everybody that has been connected with me in my life and just playing ball, playing the game that I love to play. The day you were traded to the Lions, we had Steve Young on the set in studio with us. And we told him that you were just traded to the Patriots. And he said, he's going to the Super Bowl. Little did we know, you would go to three straight Super Bowls. What has this journey been like since you arrived in New England to go to your third straight Super Bowl? Man, I thought the second coming was coming. (laughs) 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 That's funny. I can only joke like that around certain people because it's funny. That that Mormon relationship is just different, you know? Oh, yes. That's yeah. funny. Um, no, honestly, it was a blessing. It was a blessing to get traded and be used in the right ability that I knew I always had. It was just 
a situation that wasn't good for me and I got put in one to succeed and I felt like I've taken that opportunity and have ran with it as best as I can and made the most of my opportunity and moment. Kyle, it's fun to watch your connection with BYU fans across Cougar Nation and your former teammates on social media unfold. How would you explain or describe that current connection and how, uh, I guess, connected do you feel to the guys that you played with while you were at the Y? Yeah, you know me. I, I, have, I feel like I have a good relationship with Brigham University. Oh, wait, we're all about Still it. Going, Brigham, we're, all, baby. we're all about it, Kyle. Love it. I, I, that's funny. People get mad. I, I, told, <laughs> I, told, I told someone the other day, they tweeted me. They were like, why do you say – they are like, I hope you say um, Brigham Young or whatever. And I was like, matter of fact, I'm going to say Brigham University when I get asked. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're the guys wearing the uh, hoodies that say Brigham on them, so we're we're, we're all about guys. it. No, we love it. I didn't. I don't even. I I made that up, and people are, else are making money off me. We <laughs> we, we should take them to court. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's talk about this. Your journey to the Super Bowl has run through some BYU guys. What it was like? What was it like to play Daniel Sorensen in the uh, championship game there? And and then you could have played. Taysom yeah, Hill Taysom in this the game. Golden child, but we didn't. You know, Taysom had to screw that up. And <laughs> oh, it was Taysom that so. did it. I didn't realize that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No, he's the golden child. I call him the golden child of BYU. He can do no wrong. Um, but, no, Daniel, it was fun playing him. Um, he had a hell of a game. I mean, that was a great game that he played and. Unfortunately, uh, we had a better one. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, I, I enjoy playing team, teammates. And, you know, I saw Bronson earlier this year as well, or last year, excuse me. And it's just cool to see guys that are growing up. And I talk to Fred almost every week to make sure he's doing good and, you know, staying on top of what he na- needs to stay on top of. And just proud of. Uh, playing with a bunch of guys that I did in college and seeing them grow and succeed in the NFL. It's awesome. I think BYU fans and, are. And, and, and more more importantly, sorry, just being good humans and having great families as well. I don't think that's talked enough about how awesome they have, you know, awesome families they have. It's awesome to see. Yeah, and I think uh, BYU fans are enjoying and appreciating even more now the quality of defenses you played on when you were in college. I mean, we're, we're talking about multiple NFL players. Um, but yeah, I al- they don't, You only say that now because we've been sucking. That's the only reason why you say that now. <laughs> we were saying it then, man. You guys were good then. You, know, hey, you were holding teams to 14 points or less. That 2012 defense is the one, man. 2013 too, though. Yeah, but you know, what, you know what stinks is it should have been better. A little more offense would have done a lot, right? Yeah, I mean, can you? Is there a game ever in the universe that has been lost where we we lost a game where we didn't give up a point? I know you're talking about Boise, Boise State, State. twenty twelve. Ridiculous. We know what you're talking about. <laughs> We're all over it, That's baby. That's insane. Yeah, that's it's... okay. We don't. We need to talk about the good things and stay positive. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's ask you about the Rams here in a second. Obviously, who you're playing in the Super Bowl, but you've been a huge proponent of supporting the community the Vanor Valor Foundation. This has been awesome. Tell people a little bit about what you're doing with it. 
I appreciate that, man. That's something that my wife and I are very proud about. That is uh, uh, one of the big things that gets me up each and every day is giving back to people. You know, it's big and close to my heart. The Vanoy Valor Foundation helps with adoption, foster care, and struggling youth in the communities. And we just try to strengthen them for success in whichever that is they need. You know, one of the big things that we do is a Christmas tree giveaway. Uh, we raised over, uh, I want to say, 85000 for our fundraiser for that. And then wow. that went to, those proceeds went to being able to um, buy 253 Christmas trees, presents, ornaments, wow. lights, That's food, awesome. um, and give away to families. And over 600, or 1,600 people showed up to pick up trees and coats, winter coats. And it was awesome. It was a really good time. It was probably the highlight of my Christmas, uh, just to see the kids' faces picking up presents that they may have not uh, had the chance to get, and they were able to have it because of the Van Hoy Valor Foundation, all the uh, loving people that gave away uh, money to help these people, and it's an awesome thing. Fantastic stuff. And how did you decide that you wanted to go that route? Because there are a lot of guys in the NFL that do a lot of good for the community. Why did you feel like you wanted to help that specific group of children? Well, as some people know, I'm adopted. um, And my wife, her dad, and her brother is adopted as well. So it hits close to our home working with adoption. And then we wanted to shed light on uh, foster care because that's also an adoption process, too, that people have. And we just wanted to shed light on it because it doesn't get talked about enough. And we want to show people that it's a big blessing. Uh, You can change not only your lives, but, you know, change their lives, but also your life um, with having, adopting a foster child. And it's a beautiful thing. I've had so many people, you know, text me or DM me or Twitter me saying an incredible story about the foster care system or an adoption story or someone struggling, a struggling youth in the community that has um, benefited from the foundation or their own story. And I just want to shed light on to that and make the world a better place, better than I found it. I think you're doing that, which is which is awesome. Uh, we read a story about uh, you calling Tom Brady an idiot when you first met him, or something. What happened? <laughs> yeah, that was a figure of speech. People took that way too serious. Yes, but they that's did. Okay. So, so what um, happened when you first met him? Well, I mean, I just I went to the bathroom or whatever and got done. It was early in the morning, and he he was there hella early as well, and he just had a weird exchange or whatever, and he shook my hand i washed my hands obviously let's get that pointed out because <laughs> i know there's some people that don't wash their hands i want to let that be known i wash my hands i don't i don't know about you two so <laughs> always oh, oh, we're all in on that too always. man yeah. all right all right good all right good um anyways i shook his hand and he was said my name's hi my name's tom brady and I'm in my head like, yo, this dude's an idiot. Like, I know who you are. But <laughs> my name, my name's Kyle Van Noy, and you know, it to me like it just shows his sign of respect for you. And um, he is an awesome teammate, and he's a good person. 
and I don't know why people hate him, but they do because he wins. But if you knew him, you would probably be the, his biggest fanboy or fangirl. <laughs> sure. People hate Tom Brady like they hated Michael Jordan. Uh, it's, uh, it's just, it goes with the territory for sure. Now, you play the yeah. L.A. Rams on Sunday. and Again, this is your third consecutive Super Bowl. What sticks out about this specific L.A. Rams team compared to uh, the other opponents you faced in the big game? Oh, wow. That's a good question. I think, um, obviously, all teams are different, and um, they worked really hard to get here and get to this moment. They have really high-profile guys, and they're really, really good. Uh, Todd Gurley and C.J. Anderson have been running the ball really well. Jared Goff has been wheeling and dealing to my boy B. Cooks, who's been playing really good. So they got a really good offense and a really good team, and you know, we're we're going to be ready. We have a really good team. You know, we have guys that are really good, uh, guys that, you know, aren't considered superstars for whatever reason. I think the main reason is because play for the Patriots and people overlook the fact that they just think it's Tom's team. But really, we have a team of a bunch of really good players, and we're excited for the challenge. Kyle, last question. Are you still there? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, we're still here. <laughs> hey, let, me you, let, let me let me ask you a question. Okay. We need to get we need to get all the BYU. No, excuse me, the Brigham people. To we need everybody on this joint. I need okay. number three retired. Okay. We need to get that thing retired. So I don't know if we need to do like a GoFundMe to like Tom <laughs> Homo and tell him we need. If you guys need money for it, because I don't, you know whatever they he needs, we need to get that job done. You know. All right, Kyle. I, I think a signed jersey would go a long way. By the way, it's Super Bowl <laughs> Fifty Three, and you're number Fifty Three, is it not? This is yeah. your This is your Super Bowl. Hey, we don't we don't we don't talk about that. We just let that ride. We know. <laughs> We can't bring that energy into the world. We just got to let it happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, g- well, good luck. Let's give you the BYU Sports Nation karma. We hope you have a fantastic performance. And uh, enjoy the Super Bowl. Yeah. You're third. Awesome. Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate it. Kyle, Thank you guys. thanks I hope so much, you and man. Your families are doing well. I appreciate you guys having me on. Go Cougs and uh, all day for Brigham. Kyle Van Noy joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. There's a lot going on there. How many different topics were discussed in that? Meeting Tom Brady. I, I didn't think we'd talk about, like, washing hands. The origin of Brigham. And retiring his jersey. What Kyle doesn't realize is there's some pretty strict rules to get your jersey retired. And it takes a long time. You know whose jersey isn't retired? Jim or Fredette. Like, it takes a long time. This isn't St. Mary's with Delaware, right? That will happen. That will happen. Coming up, big deal, no deal. BYU's in third place halfway through West Coast Conference play. Is there a shakeup in the and one standings after BYU's loss to Gonzaga last night? And we got to make more picks because BYU's got to turn around and play LMU. How will the Cougars show up against the Lions? This is BYU Sports Nation. Lions and Cougars. Oh, my. BYU Sports Nation right now with Kiki Solano is your place for Cougar sports with a social media twist. In the next episode coming out later today, the performance of The Rock last night. And did Cosmo lose his head again? But we have his bobblehead, so I think we know the answer. <laughs> Watch it on the BYU Sports Nation Facebook, IGTV, Twitter, and YouTube account. Did you miss the Friday BYU Sports Nation headlines? If so, you better listen now because we're going to do it again. 
The BYU men's basketball team lost to fourth-ranked Gonzaga last night, 93-63. The Zags, of course, win by 30 and have now won 28 straight West Coast Conference road games. Good for you. They've won five in a row in the Marriott Center. <laughs> BYU hosts LMU tomorrow. Oh, yeah, you got to turn around and yeah, let's go. start again. Another game. Another game. Live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Pre-game on the radio side starts at 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain. 25th-ranked women's basketball. Lost 61-58 at LMU last night, snapping an 11-game win streak. That stinks to get ranked. You'll lose the next game. Ah. Oh. You went on a 17-0 run late to take the lead. Had the ball up two before a turnover and three-point lines play with nine seconds to go. Paisley Johnson, team high 16, six assists. BYU takes on Pepperdine tomorrow at 5 Eastern in Malibu. I am numb. That was a bummer. It was a, it was a bad night. It was a bad night. Kyle Van Noy and the New England Patriots take on the Los Angeles Rams of St. Louis, of Los Angeles. What? In Super Bowl 53 on Sunday. Van Noy's playing in his third straight Super Bowl. How cool. awesome is that? Very neat. Again, Steve Young in studio be with us. The day Kyle Van Noy gets traded says... He just got himself a Super Bowl. Little did we know it was three straight trips. Yeah, and he might have two rings after this. Game broadcast for the Super Bowl on CBS begins at 6.30 p.m. Eastern, 4.30 Mountain. And the third-ranked BYU men's volleyball team is back in action after 13 days off, playing a pair at UC Santa Barbara starting tonight at 10 Eastern time. Gabby Garcia-Fernandez, sophomore opposite, is a finalist for the -the off-the-block National Player of the Month. All right. It's time for And One Picks. It is a review and a preview edition. Let's go. Picks, predictions, and one on BYU Sports Nation. First pick worth two points. If you get that one right, you can pick up the extra point if you accurately select something good in the And One. Current standings, or I should say standings going into last night, Jeremy had a three-point lead at 15-12. I'll recap mine because I picked first. I said for my two-pointer, BYU will have fewer turnovers than Gonzaga. Swiss! Yeah, that's right. BYU had eight turnovers. Gonzaga had nine. <laughs> it's an empty victory, but a victory nonetheless. And one. Yoli Childs will not be the leading scorer in this game. There we go. Three points We're for about Spencer. as quick to rotate as the BYU defense last night right Good now. Good call. Good call. <laughs> hey, I actually got both right. I was kind of shocked yeah. when I looked at that. Really happy for you. After the game, I can tell you are. Uh, my two-pointer, BYU will score 73-plus. Hello? Mm. <laughs> What's going on? Wow. <laughs> We're not going to make the NIT this way. Uh, well, the thing, the funny thing about I that had pick, it at 68. Wouldn't have mattered either way. Yeah, wouldn't have mattered. Uh, Gonzaga giving up 55 a game, by the way, in league play. Oh, yeah. yeah. And my and one back. Give us some of that. And one. BYU shoot 33% or better from three. Mm. Nope. 28.6. Now, here's the funny part about that. What's, I don't see anything funny about that. McKay Cannon shoots a three with like a minute to play or under a minute to play. Yeah. Would have made it 33%. And it would have made it 33% exactly. Thanks, McKay Cannon. Shelly, Idaho, love you. Granted, you had to get the two-pointer right to even have the end one. Oh, yeah, count, wouldn't have matter. Wouldn't but, matter. No, 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 wouldn't matter. Okay, yeah. update the standard. We're tied. 15, tied 15, 15 to Let's pace. Go. Okay, LMU picks. You haven't taken the lead yet, so you go first. Okay, I'll pick again first. My two-pointer. BYU wins by six-plus. Ken Pomeroy has... BYU as a five-point favorite. Okay, so cover call. Okay. And one. LMU will out-rebound BYU. And, and uh, on this one, we're going head-to-head on the end yes. one. Okay? We're yes, going head-to-hand we on the 
one-pointer. Okay, my two-pointer. BYU will score 74-plus. LMU is the number one scoring defense in all games this year in the WCC, 61.7. Wow, better than Gonzaga. Overall, not Overall, just league okay, games, okay, right? Okay, okay, okay. So BYU typically is scoring in the 80s at home or whatever. Not yesterday. Perhaps not against LMU. We'll see. I think 74-plus. I think they get some buckets. Okay. And my and one. And one. Uh, my one-pointer, BYU will out-rebound LMU. So you say LMU will out-rebound Brigham. I say BYU out-rebound LMU. You are more likely to get this. LMU is uh, plus five on the season. BYU is negative 1.4 in rebounding margin. So I'm out on the limb on this one. Okay. okay. We go head-to-head on and that one. you can one. take the lead back. But I've got to get the two-pointer right to even be right. in the sure. running for that and one. That's what yes. makes this very interesting. So and if, yeah. BYU typically yeah. has not been good about covering lines. So when I say six I'm more plus, concerned about wins yeah, than just win. covering. Like, watch. BYU yeah. probably wins by three. But they have not been good typically of, like, the spread. But listen, BYU should beat LMU by... That more than that you margin think, at home, you would think that's they're no Gonzaga. They were twelve and two in uh, non-league play. They're four and four in league play. LMU has proven to be kind of what they were last year, right? But in non-league play, they were improved. Didn't play anybody really. What are they? Sixteen. Be- and they six? did beat Georgetown. That was a good win. Sixteen and Georgetown's seven. Georgetown's not like the that? same Georgetown. Like Patrick Ewing's not on the team. He's the coach. But yeah, that's a nice win. LMU's won sure. sixteen games. They've won 16 Good games. for you. <laughs> Question Super of the day. Happy. What's your reaction to BYU's home loss to Gonzaga last night at YFangirl underscore JB on Twitter? Gonzaga is really good. Like, I'm pretty sure they could easily beat half of the NBA Eastern Conference teams. Laughing emoji. It's a joke. That's not real. That's not real. They couldn't be the single one. No way. No I think way. Gonzaga's Final Four good, Jerem. I really think they're going to the Final Four this year. Yeah, I, I, think, I think they're Elite Eight good, and they got a shot at the Final if Four. If they get a number one seed, I think they will be in the Final Four. Their two losses are against the current number one ranked team, Tennessee, at a neutral site. And then at North Carolina. And at North yeah. Carolina. They're not going to have to play a team like North Carolina, at North Carolina, I, in the Elite Eight. I think you're right. They'll get a one seed. And the key to winning in the NCAA tournament is getting a good seed. You got a three seed yeah. in uh, 2011, and they beat uh, 14 seed Wofford and uh, some team named Gonzaga, uh, who was an 11 seed. That was the key. Okay. All right, coming up, how many points did Jim Fredette score in his left game? Well, if he didn't go for 50-plus, is it even worth reporting? Well, depending how on spoiled the BYU fans have become with Jimmer. The exchange rates to the NBA points. And big deal, no deal. The Cougars of BYU 5-3 and three on the men's side at the halfway point. This is BYU Sports Nation. We all tied up in a one, man. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. After the loss to Gonzaga, hey, get over it. LMU's in town tomorrow. Tomorrow night, 9 Eastern Time, BYU TV, BYU Radio, pregame on the radio at 8 Eastern Time. LMU was 12-2 and in non-con, 4-4 four four in league play. This is a team that uh, plays good defense. Are you over it, meaning the Gonzaga loss? No. <laughs> you can't lose by 30 and just move on quickly. That, I know, that is a, but you uh, said you just told people to get over it. Hey, that's for them to figure out. Gonna, <laughs> get over it. I feel like Rick Majerus telling other people to run. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with our question of the day. What's your reaction to BYU's home loss to Gonzaga last night? At Twiggy or Stone on Twitter. Not too surprised. Gonzaga's good. BYU let the moment get to them, and it felt like it spiraled when they got down big. It It felt like they were pressing instead of playing their game. Hashtag BYUSN. Negative momentum and that snowball effect is a real thing. 
And it could have, and the same is said of positive stuff. If BYU makes a couple shots, gets the crowd into it, the crowd was not really into it after the beginning of the Yes, game. basketball is very fragile that way. A couple of those threes go down. Let's say McKay Cannon's three goes down, it's in and out. And then Connor Harding's three goes down, in and out. It's a totally different feel because those are the types of shots that bring the crowd into the yeah, game. Yeah, it doesn't mean we you're not going to lose. Yesterday. No, but, but we wanted BYU to be competitive. competitive. Yes. That's, that's a fair minimum standard? Yes. On your home floor? No question. Oh, yeah. No question. Join the conversation 24-7, hashtag BYUSN. Jeremy, let's play Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal, No Deal. Presented by Delta Airlines Keep Climbing. Number one, Big Deal, No Deal. BYU's currently third place in the West Coast Conference with a record of 5-3. and three. Uh, Half game back of San Francisco. BYU's played St. Mary's twice, San Francisco once, and now Gonzaga once. So they have two games left at Gonzaga and then San Francisco at home against the perceived other, you know, part of the top four. I go, uh, I go big deal. It seems like BYU's in a way worse position. Overall record, sure. Yes, 13-10, to 10, not where you want to be, obviously. You're not sniffing the NCAA tournament. But in terms of league play, the goal is to finish, you know, uh, as high as two, no lower than four, which I think will happen. I think this is a big deal that BYU, even after a 30-point loss, and it hurts. A one-point loss and a 30-point loss are the still same a loss. standings. Still so, a loss. Yeah. BYU would still be 5-3 and three if they lost by one compared to 30. Right. And all of us, let's rewind to right before the St. Mary's game. Hey, would we take a split between playing St. Mary's and Gonzaga at home? Uh, yes. Every one of us thought, yeah, okay, five and three coming out of those two huge games. Let's go. Yeah, this is a big deal because BYU, after tomorrow, Jerem, if they beat LMU and St. Mary's holds home court against San Francisco. Big game tomorrow night. Then BYU will be back in second place with a half game is, lead over San Francisco and St. Mary's. Which is pretty gnarly with San Francisco coming into town two weeks later. So go Gales tomorrow. Absolutely. Go Gales Hard tomorrow to against the Dons. Number two, big deal, no deal. BYU's home record is 10-2 and two this season. Yeah, this is a big deal because BYU has good wins over Utah State and St. Mary's, and the two toughest teams that they've played at home, Houston and Gonzaga, are both ranked in the top 20. BYU's top taking 13. care of business. I know. Yeah. BYU's taking care of business against the teams they should yes. at home. Like, no, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, they should have beaten Houston they, and Gonzaga. I don't even know if they should have beaten St. Mary's or Utah State. BYU's outside the, one, the top 100 in Ken Palm. I don't know that they should beat top 45 Utah State and St. Mary's. Can you imagine if BYU's record wasn't 10-2 and, and it was 8-4? And and four? Four? That'd be bad. I go big deal as well. Yeah, number three, big deal, no deal. Yoli Childs leads the West Coast Conference in scoring 21.9 points a game. I think it's a big deal. Unfortunately, that didn't manifest itself in one of the bigger games of the season last night, held to his second lowest point performance at 12 points last night. Uh, but the fact that Yoli, who has a high usage rate for this team, is leading the league in scoring, I, lo- I always want the league's leading score. Absolutely. Yes. Exciting brand of basketball. Big He's a deal. a good player. Absolutely. Really good player. Yeah, of course. D- is it a big deal that BYU has the leading score in the conference? Yes. Would you prefer that they don't? You know, you know, you know why he is and Jordan Ford isn't? Because BYU played good defense on Jordan Ford. There you not, go. Uh, a week ago. Okay, number four, big deal, no deal. BYU's home loss to Gonzaga. 
Oh, man. It, to me, it's a big deal because it was by 30 points. Amen to that. If it was by 15 or something, I would say, ah, oh, no deal. That's like where the line was. We expected BYU to lose unless something dramatic happened, and it didn't happen. Like there are some lingering effects from that. That, that hurts Do you think extra. that bleeds into tomorrow? Is that what you're suggesting? Well, I think it bleeds into tomorrow, but in a positive way. I think BYU will take out some frustrations on LMU. Dave I think, Rose said earlier in the week. Oh, sorry. I interrupted. Go ahead. No, no, no. I think, I think BYU will... <laughs> they will stew on this Gonzaga game, and they're going to come out and be angry BYU tomorrow, and that's that's bad news for LMU. Dave Rose said, I think it's easier to be aware and hypersensitive. Those weren't his words, but my understanding of what he was saying. Of, uh, you know, after a loss, it's easier to do that than after a, a win. So here BYU comes off a 30-point loss against LMU, and I think BYU wins the game tomorrow. All right, number five, big deal, no deal. You hear about this? The NCAA sanctions handed down to the University of Missouri in their basketball program. Okay, it started with self-reporting. BYU basketball is self-reporting, okay? What we've learned with many cases over time now is that self-reporting to the NCAA is worse, uh, is a worse situation than not reporting at all. How does this make sense? North Carolina did not admit fraud. Missouri did, and Missouri got a worse sentence. BYU feels like its uh, sanctions were more than they should have been. I would submit that self-reporting is worse than not uh, reporting at all. Okay, so therefore, don't self-report to the NCA. Just let them try and figure out but what it what is. What does the and then school it ends with up integrity do? The school with integrity self-reports so that there's no bad feelings. I don't think that the NCA is God or the government. I think they're a business. Well, so I owe them nothing. The question BYU was owes presented them very little. The question was presented to the chair of this oversight committee, specific to Missouri. Uh, is a precedent being set that if you self-report, the NCAA is going to come down with more harsh penalties? Yes, and he said, the chair said, you could certainly make a case for that. Then don't self-report. <laughs> Why would you self-report? Don't self-report. Listen, Let them discover it. Yes. Whatever. Do yes. your investigation. You'd think that self-reporting would be good, but oh, it just stinks. <laughs> you think you're doing sense. the good thing, but whatever. Coming up, <laughs> Women's Hoops 11-game win streak is over. Our Cougar whip around loaded. Plus, who earns the elite tweet of the day? How do you feel about that 30-point loss to Gonzaga? Somebody make me feel better. It's BYU Sports Nation. Big Deal, No Deal. Presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. Big shout-out to today's guest, Kyle Van Noy, previewing his Super Bowl against the L.A. Rams on Sunday. Really fun interview. If you missed any of it or any of today's show, download the podcast. Go to BYUSN.com to watch full episodes. Started Dennis Pitta, who played in and won a Super Bowl, caught a touchdown pass. That's cool. Uh, we ran out of time for you. Sorry. We just do current Super Bowl players. Uh, oh, okay. Let's whip it. Okay. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. In case you missed it, you already lost to fourth-ranked Gonzaga. Sorry, what? 93-63? Are you serious? I'm not paying attention. The Zags have won 28 WCC road games in a row. They're really good. Blah, 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 blah. BYU hosts LMU tomorrow on BYU TV and BYU Radio with the pregame on the radio at 8 Eastern time. Women's basketball. Yes, I believe Gonzaga is an old, old wooden ship. <laughs> <laughs> in the Civil War era. What? 25th-ranked BYU women's basketball lost a heartbreaker 61-58 at LMU last night, snapping oh. an 11-game win streak. The Cougars went on a 17 to nothing run with three minutes to play, took the lead, had the ball up two, but then an unfortunate turnover and a three-point play for the Lions did the Cougars in. Paisley Johnson led BYU with 16 points, three rebounds, and a team-best six assists. 
Cougars will look to bounce back in Malibu against Pepperdine tomorrow at 5 Eastern. Cougars in the NFL. Kyle Van Noy and the Patriots take on the L.A. Rams in Super Bowl 53 on Sunday. This will be Van Noy's third straight Super Bowl, 6.30 Eastern on CBS. Volleyball. Sophomore opposite Gabi Garcia-Fernandez is a finalist for the Off the Block National Player of the Month. Fernandez leads the MPSF and is third in the nation in kills per set at 4.69. That is a ridiculous number. Third-ranked Cougars are back in action after 13 days off playing a pair at UC Santa Barbara starting tonight at 10 Eastern. Swimming and diving. Dive is competing in the Air Force Invitational right now in Colorado Springs. Competition goes through tomorrow. Tennis. Upset. The men's team beat Utah State 4-3 in Logan Jerram. That's the number 68 team knocking out the number 50 squad. That's a huge upset. BYU won the last two singles matches to secure that victory. Nice. They have a match at 7th-ranked UCLA that was postponed due to weather. The women's team plays at Denver tomorrow at 1 Eastern. Gymnastics. Number 14, Gymnastics plays uh, number 18, Count. Number 19, Arizona State. Competition in Berkeley tomorrow at Eastern. Cougars in Pro Hoops. In Lithuania, Brandon Davies and Zalgiris fell to Kimki 74-64. Davies scored seven points, grabbed six rebounds, had three steals. Jimmer! And the Shanghai Sharks beat the Qingdao Eagles 121-86. Jimmer had 32 points, 7 assists. Rugby. Major League Rugby's Utah Warriors feature four former Cougars in action tonight, part of the 23 in the season debut for the Warriors. They include Matt Jensen, R. Elkington, Joe Nichols, and Josh Anderson. Good luck, boys. Today's Rise and Shout goes to Kyle Van Noy for joining us during Super Bowl week. Good luck in the game. I'm rooting for the Rams, but uh, KVN individually. That's the silver lining. If the Patriots win, it's like, well, KVN got a second Super Bowl ring. And some other people. Pretty cool. Question of the day. What's your reaction to BYU's home loss to Gonzaga last night at Cougar Fan Dave Answers on Twitter? Gonzaga is a machine that is insanely efficient. Yeah, they're good. They are far superior in basically every aspect. Not just compared to BYU, compared to every team in the country. On the court, yes. The Elite Voice of the Day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years at CL underscore living on Twitter. The atmosphere and excitement for the game intro was nice. It was good. After that, I'm still hoping the nightmare will go away. We got zagged. See, we zigged and they zagged. Zigged, zigged, zigged. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Facebook. You can check BYU. Thanks, Lou Holtz. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Chase Fisher. We miss you, Chase. Go Coops.